May I brag on our awesome community? Yes. You know that for this Hospital Heroes program, everybody came together, like 15, 16, maybe even $17,000 was donated and then spent at local restaurants delivering meals to hospitals. Yeah. And we're getting to the last few thousand dollars that that we have. We might have a few more hospitals to go and then we'll be done and we'll figure out if we want to do it again or whatever. And yesterday, look at my phone. I got a Venmo, $1,000. Shut up. From somebody named Jennifer out of the blue. No. Shut up. Yep. Well, I hope she meant to send a thousand. What do you think? She typed in 10. I am so scared. of. Do, are you ever scared of doing that with people? Accident, either sending it to the wrong person or accidentally hitting an extra zero. Well, you saw what almost happened yesterday with um, our payroll thingy. Jeff um, is technically my employee. <laughs> um, I think it's funny. He actually gets a kick out of it because he's like, yeah, my wife is successful. This is cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but Jeff manages our payroll and he accidentally set, he hit like two extra zeros and no, it wasn't even two. It, it was a number that w- should have had no business being in that column. But somehow I set Callie's two week payroll, which I believe was supposed to be one dollar because it's just a token amount, amount to keep mm-hmm. you in the system was set for ninety thousand dollars, which would have like totally screwed us in a major way. Yeah, we don't don't have $90,000. In all of our bank accounts combined, we don't have (laughs) $90,000. So that would have just, that would have been a disaster. I'm glad that you caught it uh, before you clicked yes. Like, cause we would, yeah, that would have been. And it was pure luck that I caught it because I went in to enter some other stuff and I looked and I'm like, why does it say $90,000 right there? And that, and then, you know, me, cause I looked at it and stuff, I'm beating myself up trying to figure out where that number even came from. Right. You're so, like, did we, so then I had to go through, we have a benefactor now that just wanted to give us $90,000 or so I, had, I had to go through and double check every other number because yeah, that's, you will not make friends with your bank. If you overdraw your account by $80,000. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Anyways, thank you to Jennifer, who hopefully intentionally meant to send us $1,000, which will be another couple hospitals. And if you didn't, seriously, no judgment here. Just message us and we can give it back to you. Yeah, totally. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful that people seek me out for advice on podcasting. It feels cool to have some credibility in this fairly new arena to me. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for home workouts. We have some random voicemails with some random questions and from time to time we'll just play them because they don't really fit in anywhere. So we'll just play them and answer them 
you know, as a segment on its own. I feel bad because some when the calls come in, I'm like, oh, we've got to address that. And then I put them in a folder off to the side and sometimes I forget about them. So like the first one here is going to reference something that we talked about on the show like six weeks ago. Do you remember when you learned, Callie, that the laundry detergent was supposed to go in that little compartment yep. on the, on the, to the left of the tub? As opposed to directly into the washing machine, which is what I have been doing since we have lived together, which is what now, like four years? Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Hi, Callie and Jeff. I am totally confused. The washing machine. Where to put the detergent? I have looked at my washing machine several times, and it does not say that you shouldn't put it in the washing machine on top of the clothes. So I've listened several times. I'm still confused. Where do you put the detergent? Thanks. Bye. Now, we should have made it clear, not every washing machine has the little spout to the side. No, it doesn't. It's. I think it's like... If you have an energy efficient one. Is that what it is? Yeah. Cause I think it's the energy efficient thing. Um, cause and we the did way it uses the water or something like that. So if you have a, what is it called? High, not higher energy, whatever, whatever it is, it's H-E, H-E, high efficiency, high efficiency. There you go. Um, washer and dryer. It would be like on the top and it looks like where the older washing machines used to have a cup for like bleach. Remember that? Right. But you know, ours has a cup for bleach. Also, it's, it's in the right. back corner and then it has a little cup for fabric softener. Right. But like, where did you put, did you know where to put fabric softener? I don't use fabric softener. Oh, okay. I've never used it ever in my life. Really? Yeah. I don't really understand what it does. It's okay. Well, so you have fabric. Well, I understand that part, but like the dryer sheets, don't they do the same thing? Yeah. But you use one or the other. Right. So we have dryer sheets. So liquid just seems like always. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, just so you know, on some washers, there's a little cup in the back corner, like ours. And then for the washer, for example, that we had in the apartment, you actually pour it into the thing in the middle, like the spinner machine. You do? Yeah. I did not know that either. There's, there's a little hole in the top of it. And if there's a hole in the top of it, that's where your fabric softener goes. They, oh, fabric softener, not detergent. No, detergent. Got detergent it. either goes in the drum or in the little side. Got okay. It. Welcome to home economics. Hey, Callie and Jeff, Megan. I was just wondering if you guys get feedback from your advertisers. Um, do they let you know, like, how many upsiders have purchased something? Or do you guys get, like, numbers based on, like, how many people go to them that you've referred or how that works? Just very curious on how the process is and how, I mean, I assume you guys are doing amazing for them, but I would love to know, like, the numbers behind that. Thanks. Love y'all. Bye. That's a question we probably should be asking. <laughs> um, well, I think we know our answer if the companies don't renew. So usually we'll have an advertiser for like one week as like a quote unquote test run to see how it does. And then we have advertisers that keep coming back, which I assume means that they're very happy with what they're seeing from upsiders. We don't get a count, but we do encourage all of our advertisers to give codes so they can track it because yeah. otherwise it's like... You know, you may have heard about it from us, but how would they know? Right. And, so. and, and I, and what I think the reason I flagged this question is because it gives us an excuse to explain our rule with like advertisers that, and this is one of the coolest things about doing a podcast versus a radio show is every single partner that you hear on our show has 
presented themselves to us. And then we have decided that, yes, that's a good fit for the show because there's something unique or something cool about them. And it's stuff that we or our friends would actually use. And I think that's why we have so many successful advertising partnerships. Like we know, like there have been some things where we're like, yeah, that's cool, but we don't think that our yeah. people are going to like that. Like it's a cool idea, but we just don't think it's something that's sellable to our people. Like it just to our people, sense. to our peeps. To our- um, Hello, yeah. you are our people and we will tell you what to buy well, and know, where to put your up. detergent. You know what I mean though? Like we got, you know, something that, you know, we, if basically if we wouldn't spend our money on it, we can't ask you to spend your money on it. Correct. So we just have to pass. Um, even if it's a cool product, like, Hey, great. Like I would love to drive a Lamborghini. Is anyone going to buy one from listening to this show? You know what I mean? Like, no, because I wouldn't spend my money on that. Did we turn down a Lamborghini? No, we did not. Okay. I would have been like, well, (laughs) well, wait a minute. Some exceptions could be made. Hey, this is Grace. Um, And I just just had to ask, is Brooks Linen uh, the same company as Brooklyn Bedding? I just, they sound pretty similar. I didn't know if Brooklyn Linen was like a spin off of it or if there's just like their secondary business or they're not related at all. Just curious. They are not related at all. But they should do a cr- promotion together. Because one of them sells bed and one of them sells bedding. Yeah. I mean, Brooke, why not? Brooklinen is based in Brooklyn and Brooklyn and bedding, bedding is, is based in Texas. Arizona. And <laughs> uh, Brooklyn is their second the name of their second, second daughter. Child. Yeah. Yeah. So second child. I'm not sure if it's a daughter or not. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Crystal. I live in Atlanta now, but I'm actually from Chicago. And I heard that you guys had Chicago pizza over the weekend. I was just wondering where y'all got it down here. Um, Cause coming from Chicago, there hasn't been a place down here that has true Chicago deep dish pizza. Everything's been similar, but it's not the true deep dish. So if you're not getting the true stuff, it may not be why you guys want it all the time. I'm just wondering where you guys got it. Thanks. Neither of us are from Chicago, but I think. And the one that we had this weekend was not. It was a, good. A, a plus material. It was average at best. Where I would tell you to go is Nancy G's. That to me is the best Chicago pizza I've had. In Atlanta. I've had pizza in Chicago with you and I thought Nancy G's was better. Oh. But maybe yeah. you took me to the wrong place. I just went to, I think we went to Lou Malnati's. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Nancy G's is, I think, the go-to place in Atlanta. But if you have other tips, if you have Chicago roots and you have found a different place. Let us know because we will eat all the cheese and dough and sauce all day long. So many people are going to be mad at us That's again because we're, so we're good. N- now making them hungry. I'm so. making myself hungry, honestly. I'm. That sounds like mm, I could do that. Should we give them another shot for dinner tonight? No, I can't. I I have to space it out because if I do, I have a problem with like, I can't stop myself. And once I'm into something, I can't stop. I have such a problem with that, especially when it comes to food. Yeah. Like if we make brownies every time I walk by, I'm eating a brownie, which is why we don't have them very often in our house. Which is why, which is why we bake a cake, each have a piece like civilized humans. No. And then, so on Monday we bake a cake on Monday and we each have a piece of cake like civilized humans on Monday, Tuesday, 
we have like a couple more pieces. By Wednesday, we're just leaving the forks in the cake pan. <laughs> and by Thursday, we're like, get it out. Get the cake out of the house. It goes in the garbage. I don't want to see it again. There's still a third of it left. We don't oh care. God. No. Yeah. Anyways, so my I was saying that. My point was I can't have deep dish pizza two times in a week or that's all I'm going to want to eat for the next month. Understood. All right. A huge mystery is about to be solved. Understanding this, understanding what I'm about to share with you could change the way you interact with the world. Are you ready? I am ready. I read an article about ask culture, A-S-K, and guess culture. Okay. And it's brilliant. It, it started with uh, like an advice. I think it's somebody posted something online and said, hey, I need some advice. We have a friend. We live in New York City. We've got a tiny little New York City apartment. This is obviously before any coronavirus yeah. was an issue. And I have a friend who has repeatedly asked to stay with us when they come to New York. And we have repeatedly gone and made elaborate excuses as to why they can't, because our, we just don't want them in our space. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And this person goes on to explain that you shouldn't, if you are a person who that, let me rewind. This person goes on to explain there are two types of cultures in the world. There's the ask culture and there's the guest culture. And it has everything to do with how you were brought up. I was brought up in the guest culture. You don't ask anybody for anything. You don't impose yourself on anybody. You don't assume that it's okay to borrow somebody's, you know, bicycle or washing machine or car or anything like that. You just, you just figure it out, figure it out and... Uh, if you do need something, you drop hints and hope that the other person will guess what you need. That makes so much sense about you. Yes. So you'll stand at the fence. Like I'm picturing the house where I grew up, which you've been, been to, and there's that fence in the, in the house right next door. If you live in the guest culture, you kind of hang out in the driveway. You don't hang out to do it. But if you're in the driveway and you see your neighbor, you're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Then you drop the hint that your washing machine has been broken for three days and they can't get the part here for another week. And you hope that they say, well, would you like to come do a load of laundry at our house? That'd be totally okay. And then you accept the favor. Mm -hmm. You give them the opportunity. Ask culture comes right over, knocks on the door, bang, 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 and says, hey, our washing machine is broken. May I use yours? Which is so foreign to me. And if you understand the different person that you're dealing with and ask or a guess, it helps you interact with them. So this person goes on to say, giving them advice to their friend, mm -hmm. he, they said, your friend is obviously an asker. Mm -hmm which means they ask for everything. They're used to hearing no, and they don't take offense at no. So you can simply say no, and you don't really have to ask anymore. We've just been making excuses. The apartment's just too small to have guests. Yeah. And the ask person will not take offense at all. Yeah. Because they're so used to it. Mm -hmm. But a guest person never wants to impose. So a guest person, if they were told that, would feel terrible for a year. 
oh, I can't believe I oh my gosh, suggested it's so that. Totally me. I can't. Right? Yeah. So doesn't isn't this make so much sense now? It makes so much sense, but I don't feel like I I am a guesser when it comes to everyone except for people that I'm super close with, including you. Like I, but you still do that to me. I'm confused. Okay. So in our, so yes, I totally get what you're saying about like, we don't ask to borrow stuff and we don't, whatever, but that's just who we are. However, you play guessing games with me a lot and I'm married to you. So rather than ask for something. Right. And you're getting, need- you're getting better at it. But a lot of times when, when we get, when you get irritated with me, it's because you feel like you've dropped a lot of hints that I haven't picked up on. Rather than just coming rather out than and saying. just being like, okay, you're my wife and I know I can ask you for help with anything. I need help with this. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, fa- I read. Whereas I would be like, hey, Jeff, can you go pick this up or can you help me with this? No problem. But other people that are not in my like immediate circle, I would never. The takeaway from this is if you know what type of person you're interacting with, you can adjust your expectation. So if you know that that person is an asker and mm-hmm. grew up in the ask culture, um, if you know that, then you should feel completely comfortable just saying no yes. and, and offering the truthful reason because they won't get hurt. If you know that you're dealing with a guess culture person, you, what you should do is as soon as you hear the hints being dropped, address them with whatever your, yes, you can use the washing machine. No, I'm sorry, you can't. Ours is on its last legs as well. And we have to have somebody repair it too. Whatever the thing yeah. is, address it right away. So anyways, I just thought that was such a, um, it was, it was I felt heard. I read that and I was like, that's You me. look like you feel heard. You look enlightened. It, it does make so much sense. It me. It me. Free Stuff Friday. Big prize last Friday. $250 cash plus a $100 donation to the Hospital Heroes program in your name. Now. We extended it till Monday because routines have changed. Now here's the winner. I totally forgot her name. Yeah. So why don't you ask me for help? Hey, Jeff, do you remember her name? Because I forgot. It's Holly. Are you sure? 100%. Holly with uh, 678 area code. Um, she's already in our system, so she's in the database, but all we have is her first name. Um, text us back. Yeah, text us back, but we texted her. So, uh, Holly, you've got yourself 250 bucks, and you have got, uh, we're going to donate $100 to the Hospital Heroes program in your name. So you're going to be helping out those third shifters, get some food from local restaurants. We'll have another Free Stuff Friday giveaway coming up this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We have Katie here to talk to us about the future app that she has been using and totally kicking butt in. She is 
making me feel like such a slacker. Um, but before we talk about future, Katie, what is in the pick me up newsletter? She is the editor in chief. What you got? Well, first off, T-Bird's birthday was on Sunday. So I am going to be making it a special birthday edition in honor of our professional best friend. Um, we're going to have our typical uplifting stories. Jeff, your delicious French toast recipe. That's going to go in there. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm going to be sharing a before and after picture of myself. <laughs> I've been using the Future Fit app for like two months now, and I have finally mustered up the courage to share my results, but only with pick me up subscribers. And that is a very solid segue. Will you please explain to everyone listening uh, what the Future app is? Because they're one of our advertising partners on the show this week. So one of the coolest parts about the Future app is that it syncs up with your Apple Watch. And if you're like me and you don't already own a watch, no problem, because they send you one for free. I feel so fancy with my free Apple Watch. <laughs> my husband was actually so <laughs> jealous of my watch that he had to have one for himself. However, we had to pay for that one. And now I'm off topic. Besides the point. Anyways, back to Future. So the watch monitors your heart rate while you're working out, and it sends the results to your trainer. So my guy, Paul, he knows when I'm thriving. And then he definitely knows when I'm struggling, such as when I'm doing burpees. So is the Apple Watch like the whole reason that you have not missed a workout? You know, I'm not sure if it's because my trainer can actually see my progress through my watch or if it's just because I'm super motivated. But I don't know. Ever since I've been using this app and doing these at-home workouts, I just don't want to miss one. I'm also really scared of seeing something pop up on my phone that says, like, you missed a workout. So there's that. I don't know. I just think that um, it's it's the convenience of being able to work out in your living room. Whatever it is, I've somehow managed to work out four times a week with Future. And that's probably why I'm feeling confident enough to share some before and after bikini pictures during a time when I've been eating a lot of banana bread. <laughs> if you would like to be like Katie and use Future for all your personal training needs, go to tryfuture.com slash upside. You'll get two weeks with a personal trainer for just $1. That's tryfuture.com slash upside. Two weeks, one buck, tryfuture.com slash upside. We are all trying to come up right now with creative ways to see each other and connect, even if we can't see each other in person. Let me introduce you to Skylight Frames. Skylight Frames are such an amazing gift. And right now it's great just because gift, if there's someone that you love and you miss so much and you want to connect them with in a, if you want to connect with them, excuse me, in a different way, it takes about 60 seconds to set up. It's a digital photo frame. It comes in this really pretty black frame. It looks like a real photo frame. And you set up, so there's an email address, right, that you get with the frame. And you can send photos. Anyone can send photos to it when they have the email address from their phone. When you email it to the email address, it pops up right on the person's skylight frame. We got one for Jeff's dad for Christmas. We love sending pictures to him. This is a great gift for grandparents or your parents or really anybody that you're feeling really far away from right now to be connected as and show them what's going on in your life. Right now, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com upside and then enter the code upside. So $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame. Go to skylightframe.com upside and then enter the code upside. I am sticking with therapy, even though I can't meet with my therapist in person one-on-one. -on -one. I've had the same therapist for about 10 years and our appointments now are virtual. And I'll tell you, they're just as effective as being there in person. 
BetterHelp knows this. They know how important therapy is, but they know that being face-to-face isn't always convenient or easy or, in some cases, even possible right now. So they bring the therapist to you. They've got thousands of therapists and counselors available for you, and you meet up with these counselors using video chat or texting or just talking on the phone, and you're going to get the same result. You're going to feel less anxious, less stress. You're going to overcome those self-doubts. You're going to build your self-esteem. You're going to have better relationships, whatever it is you want to work on. And right now you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. Take charge of your mental health. 800,000 people are using BetterHelp. Be one of them. BetterHelp, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. My three random things for today's episode. Number one, remember a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I was having dreams. Yeah, weird dreams. Yeah, weird dreams. And then uh, a couple friends on Facebook were also commenting about their really vivid dreams when they normally don't dream. Uh Uh, According to National Geographic magazine, it's not unusual at all. Uh, They did a study of 600 people and the majority of them reported having what they're calling pandemic dreams. These are uh, vivid dreams that are somehow even loosely connected to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, The most easy one to explain is that you've caught the virus and uh, you don't know how or where, and if you're going to, if you're going to be well, that's obvious, but other people are dreaming about zombies, bugs, natural disasters, shadowy figures, uh, people that they've had conflict with way in the past. And psychologists are all coming back saying those things all represent the fear of the unknown that the pandemic presents. Wow. So if you're having crazy dreams, you are not alone. Here's something else that'll freak you out. This is going to be the um, three random things that freak you out. Okay. Uh, Your TV is watching you. One of the reasons that televisions are getting so inexpensive It's because the apps and the websites and all that stuff that are connected to your TV are sharing data with advertising agencies and consumer reporting agencies. So it knows your interests, your joys, what you fast forward through, what you watch again, what you watch repeatedly. Even if you watch adult stuff, it all gets saved and then they can Mm -hmm. market to you and you give them permission if you have a smart TV, when you sign up to use their service, their internet service, you give the TV permission to share that data. So hmm. Big Brother's always listening. And can I say something? Remember yesterday or the day before when it was raining and you were looking out the window and we have that gutter that looks clogged mm-hmm. and you said, I would love to get up there and clean that. It would almost be. It's cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. Like cleaning a gutter. I got a gutter cover ad thing pop up on social media today. Oh, I totally believe that. They heard you. They totally heard me. Uh, women They're always listening. Well, I know. And watching, apparently. Uh, husbands versus friends. According to Woman's World magazine, women look for vastly different personality traits in husbands than they do with friends. Any guess? What the number one attribute women look, surveyed women look for in a husband is. Trust. Nope. I have no idea. 
That's it for a friend. Trust and honesty is number one for a friend. For a husband, women want a sense of humor. Oh, well, good thing I married funny. That was Robin. When we got married, she said to me, she's like, her marriage advice was marry someone that makes you laugh because looks fade, money may come and go, but funny is sexy forever. Unless you lose all of your money in the pandemic and then it's just nothing's funny, then that's not fun. Why'd you got to kill the joy? That was the same thing that I just said. Okay. (laughs) I was talking to one of my girlfriends from college the other day and we were reminiscing on some old roommate stories that we had. And I, everyone, true or false, everyone has had a crazy roommate. True. Or has a crazy roommate story. That's, that is true. I only have one roommate situation that kind of went weird that I can't even really put my finger on why it went weird, but it involved me coming home and our TV was gone. What? Yeah. That that we got for free from Circuit City because we got assaulted. I'm going to need you to actually like tell that story. You're a a storyteller for this for life. A friend of mine and I lived together in Rhode Island. This is when I was working in Boston. So he was working like we both were living 35 miles from our respective radio stations. And we just picked a place right in the middle. Right. So we went to Circuit City one night, like when they were about to close to buy something. I my buddy was buying something and he walked toward where it was in the store. We, and we had no idea that the store was closed and somebody grabbed him and pulled him to stop him. And for some reason we ended up writing a letter to corporate because it was so unprofessional. And they wrote back and said, how about this? You sign this release. We'll give you $500. And we used that $500 to buy a TV. Okay. The TV was in our apartment. And then somehow the roommate and I had a falling out that I can't, re- I don't even know why or what it was about, but I came home one day and he was gone and the TV was gone. And there He's was like, see it. And I'm taking the TV. Yeah. But I think there was an outstanding phone bill or something that he's like, I'm going to take the TV and then you don't have to pay me back for the phone bill or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, that was like, cool. Sounds even, Bet my phone bill is not $500. It was pretty high for what? Uh, I think it was back in the day when like you had to pay per minute long distance. Hmm. Yeah. It was like a landline. I have two. Maybe it was internet. Maybe it was. It's a horrible noise. Um, I have two crazy roommate stories. And one of them is that I had a roommate that was like a huge partier and I not a huge partier. Like I'll go out and, you know, have some drinks with the best of them, but like hard partying, not really my thing. And, um, we went out one night with a group of friends and my roommate would not leave the bar that we were at. And it was like getting really uncomfortable. We didn't want to stay out. We're like the, this, we just got to go. And this, it was probably stupid of us to leave her, but I was like, what am I going to do? Drag her out by her hair. Like she won't leave. It's one in the morning. Like we're ready to go home. Yeah. So we left her. She did not show up in our apartment for three days. That was on like a Thursday or Friday night. And she 
did not show up. So I think Saturday afternoon, I had to call her parents and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I was with this person and we left the bar on Friday night. I haven't seen her in a day and a half and I'm really worried. And her boyfriend doesn't know where she is and no one's heard from her. And I've called her phone and it's dead. And her parents filed a missing persons report on her. Oh, gosh. I mean, she was gone for so long. And she showed up on Monday and was like, I don't understand why everyone is making such a big deal out of this. And I'm like, where was she gone for three days? We think she met some people and just hard partied for three days nonstop. Like a crazy booze and drug bender of some sort. Something. And I didn't even fully understand it, I think, at the time because I just wasn't in that world. So I was like, I don't know, like, how can you be drunk for three days? Like, I don't think she was drunk for three days. I think she was doing something crazy for three days. And she showed up, was so mad at me for calling her parents. And, you know, she was like, you are so dramatic. I'm like, you disappeared for three days. I'm a good friend. And I moved out like two days later because that was crazy. I was like, this is not. So you never definitely found out where she went? No. That's nope, nuts. and she wasn't someone that would kind of tell you what she did because I think she knew that none of us were hard partiers, so there were always just like vague things that she did. Oh, I was just here, or you know, yeah. I was just hanging out with friends. I'm like for three days with no cell phone and your boyfriend and your family, and I don't know where you are. Nope. Was her boyfriend okay with it? Um, he got mad at me for making such a big deal out of it, and I was just sitting there by myself, like. It was three days. Like right. I am a good, like you, if someone, it's you not love, like you called her parents at eight the next morning and said, we left the bar at two and, and I haven't seen her and I haven't seen her three days. Yeah. She was gone. Anyways, if you have a crazy roommate story and you would like to share, I would love to hear it because I find crazy roommate stories fascinating and the weirder and more obscure, the better. Cause they're not a lot of people believe me on the first one. 800-434-5454 about crazy roommates or anything you want, really. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. With today being your dad's birthday, I thought it might be a good time to remind everybody about episode 38. Way back. love episode 38. 200 episodes ago. Can you believe that? No, that's insane. Episode 38 is when we spent a half hour talking to Callie's dad, who was a bigwig at Delta Airlines when the Twin Towers were attacked on 9-11. Yeah, my dad was the general counsel for Delta Airlines and was actually giving a speech on um, terrorist bombings when the first tower was hit. So he has a really unique perspective. He was also one of the people in the Delta Command Center trying to navigate the day. And um, I didn't really, I was in high school at the time and I don't think I really appreciated his role, but um, Jeff and I wanted to talk to him about his experience on 9-11 because it's so unique. And I wanted that for like the, you know, family archives because it's such a unique perspective to have of what he saw that day. So anyways, that's episode 38. Happy birthday to my dad. Um, I have the best dad in the entire world and yeah, happy birthday. Hi, Jeff and Kelly. It's Brian from Stockbridge. My wife and I have been listeners from the start and today was probably the first time that I have cried during your podcast. Um, when Jeff read the poem 
it really resonated with me and it would be my deepest absolute joy to hear that at the end of every podcast every week Jeff I love you guys um, Callie I love you I love you baby dollar you guys are great and um, can't wait to see what the future brings when we get out of this because I know there's hope and love you guys. Have a great day. I don't know about you, but when I'm in my perfect routine, I'm actually really good about drinking water and I like, you know, have my water bottle with me all day, whatever. We are not in the time of routine. And I've noticed lately I have not been drinking as much water and hydrating because I've just been so out of my routine. I forget. Liquid IV can help with this. I got a note from one of my friends who started drinking liquid IV for hydration, and she absolutely loves it. Liquid IV comes in sticks. My favorite flavor is the lemon lime, and you put it in 16 ounces of water. It can give you as much hydration as two to three bottles of plain water, and it tastes really, really good. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. They are healthier than traditional sports drinks that have a ton of sugar in it, um, and they have no artificial flavors or preservatives. Right now, you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That is 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Liquidiv.com, enter the promo code UPSIDE to get that 25% off and get better hydration. Jeff, I totally agree with you. I have been surprisingly like this least anxious I've ever been in my entire life throughout this whole ordeal. And it's shocking to me because normally I would be anxious about just, you know, every little thing. However, I think the main reason why my anxiety is so low is that this is so far out of my control. There's no, there's no point in worrying about it. There's no point in being anxious because that's not, it's literally not going to fix anything. I have been the most zen, the most calm I've ever been in my entire life. So I'm with you. Um, I'm enjoying this break from my day-to-day anxiety. I'm loving it. I love you guys. Take care. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Erin, and I'm listening to Thursday's show where you're talking about your dog, Lily, how she's being very, like, attentive to Callie and how she went and got you, Jeff. When I was pregnant, I had a girl dog, and she totally would be by my side, lay on my belly, and she basically, they called it imprinted on my son because when he came out, she slept in his room when he was a newborn every single night up until she actually passed away last year, but she was his best friend. So you may find out that Lily and your baby are going to be the bestest of friends. Just wanted to tell y'all that. Have a good day. Bye. I just want to say thank you to you guys for mentioning in episode 234 that there are so many people out there right now struggling with not being able to go to the doctor and move forward in their pregnancy plans because of this virus. And you guys have also talked about being able to be grateful and upset at the same time and processing all these emotions. And I am one of those people, and I'm so happy that you guys are pregnant and you're experiencing this, but then at the same time, it's hard to listen to the show sometimes because I want to share that joy with you guys because I feel like 
you know, we're an upside family. But I also am struggling because my plans have been put on hold because I can't go to the doctor right now. So thank you for acknowledging that today in your show. Love you guys. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Amanda. And I was just listening to episode 232, and there was somebody leaving a voicemail about why your pups did not like to eat out of the food bowl that was next to the water bowl. And I didn't think about this when you talked about it originally, but I realized um, my vet told me for the cats, my cats, that not to put their water next to their food because instinct is to not drink water near where you were eating because the kill could contaminate the water. So I don't know if that applies to dogs as well, but I have noticed we feed our dogs in their crates um, and they will always move their food bowl after I give it to them to the back of the crate and leave their water bowl in the front of the crate. Uh, Just an idea wanted to share with you guys after I realized it. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Callie and Jeff, I have finally found a way to fit you guys into my new normal. You guys were part of my morning routine, driving into work every day, and obviously things have changed. But I am just so thrilled to have you guys back in my life. I have missed you guys so much. Listening to you today was so refreshing. Today you spoke about thankfulness. I just have to say I'm so thankful for you too. I forgot how much I needed this podcast and my daily routine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I'd be lying if I said the journey had been an easy one. There were some good days, but a lot of not-so-good days. If we take it just one day at a time with a positive attitude, anything is possible.